0: Greetings, and thanks for tuning in to the Moran Park Podcast. This is a digital space for conversations, teachings, stories, and resources, all of which are meant to help us follow Jesus together. A reminder that these resources are available on Moran Park's website, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Just search Moran Park Church, and you're there. Grace and peace. Hey family, this is Daniel and I'm here with Stacy today on a Wednesday we're recording and we have the opportunity to expand on what was shared this last Sunday morning from the stage by Britain about a shifting of staff roles and the the downside of that kind of a venue is that there's really not space for a conversation. This isn't either a conversation between you listening and us, but it is an opportunity for us to just kind of spell out in further detail and give clarity to our own process as Moran Park has been shifting and we've been looking at our roles as a part of this community and, um, and wondering what that looks like in the future. So we want to just give you some more clarity, some, some honesty and as always, after listening to this, if you have any questions for either of us, please hunt us down. We, we really want this to be as relational and uh, transparent as possible. And so what I'd like to do is I'm going to turn the mic over to Stacy, who is going to just share with us now. Uh, Stacy, hello. Hello. She's going to share with us part of her journey, and she's going to start way back when she first came on staff at Moran Park Church. Stacey, What's this journey been like for you bringing you up to today?
1: Yeah, so I did start on staff almost 10 years ago. So it was, I know, it'll be 10 years in June, which is crazy. Um, My husband and I actually started attending here with our three-month-old baby boy in 2009. And he is now 12, which is wild.
0: Feeling old? (laughs) A little bit.
1: Um, So we attended here for two years um, before I took a staff role here as uh, administrative assistant to Britain. And really at the time I had been a stay-at-home mom right before that and really just wanted to get out of the house and do something. It wasn't really like I felt particularly called or had prayed about it or anything really. (laughs) It was just an opportunity uh, presented itself and I took it. Um, So at the time, I thought that's what it was, and just kind of started doughy eyed and had no idea what I was doing, and the Lord molded me and changed me so much in the first two years of that job, and uh, really just um, flipped my entire faith story on its head and captured my heart, which is was so amazing um, so. I continued in that role, that kind of role, the administrative, supportive, ministry coordinator kind of thing for about four years. And through that four-year process, um, the Lord really um, ignited a passion in me for prayer. And having come in, I would not have considered myself a person of prayer. I didn't pray out loud. I didn't ever pray over people. Um nothing like that. And so it was, it was a big shift and it was scary, but he, he did, he ignited this passion in me. And so I, it was something that I wanted to see lived out. And so I just felt a call to start a prayer team at Moran and did it, just asked other churches how they did it and copied it. I didn't, I wasn't about to reinvent the wheel. And uh, so that was super fun. And then, um, yeah, so about 2015 I got pregnant with our third child and took a maternity leave and over that leave really had a lot of conversations with the Lord about am I to go back am I to continue on this path is this really where you want me just really turning through a lot of those big questions and it was a really sweet time with the Lord but I really felt like he was saying I was done with the admin piece and that it was time to transition and so when I came back from my maternity leave um the end of 2015, I sat down with Britton and we just had a conversation about it. And he agreed that that was kind of a good time to transition out of my admin role. And at that time I switched to um, what I technically was up to this point was director of discipleship and into more of a leadership role and, um, spent a lot of my time just shepherding and meeting with women one-on-one and leading women's groups and prayer groups and things like that. Um, and also in that season, really felt a call to start training and equipping. Um, the Lord really put that on my heart as well. And so I worked alongside other people to um, create trainings and discipleship workshops and um, all kinds of just classes and whatever the Lord kind of had on my heart at the time. I would just throw together a little curriculum and do a class. <laughs> and that was just a super fun time. I had no idea again what I was doing. I felt so disqualified from all of it. I have no formal training in any of that. And actually one of the things that the Lord told me in 2015, when we were, when I was praying about all this with him transitioning, um, he told me, I will carry you like you carried your child. If you will just trust me for this Because I was terrified to change from an admin role that at that point I was just cruising along with and knew how to do, you know, quite easily. Um, And so he truly did that through the next several years. He did carry me and he opened doors and he equipped me to equip others, which was so amazing um, and such a gift to be able to pass on what the Lord was giving and entrusting to me, being able to entrust it to others. Um, so that went on for several years um, definitely felt like the Lord was moving in me into um, just asking me to lead and lead well and and pastor people and love them and care for them in ways that I never thought I would I' A really lot of didn't.
0: just sitting with
1: yes yes um, in the midst of their very tender broken places the Lord would give me the space to just be with them and that was not something that I ever saw myself doing honestly or thought I could do so it really I always just felt like this is the Lord because it's not me and so that was a gift too to just see him show up in those situations where I would be like I am so out of my league I am not this person and yet It continued to happen where people would just kind of come or fall in my lap or whatever. And he would give me what I needed for that situation to help them, to walk with them, um, to support them, to care for them, whatever the situation was. So um, fast forward to 2020 and COVID hit and all of that. And um, that was... A tricky time for me <laughs> in that the Lord really used it to reveal some really deep heart work that needed to be done. I was carrying a lot of wounding around that I that the Lord really wanted to deal with and was not okay with. And, you know, you work in a church long enough, and it I think sometimes it can just happen. And it did, and I was holding on to it. So I was just carrying around a lot of wounding, and the Lord was asking me to address it and not be okay with it, Um, not be okay with carrying it or feeling it or allowing it to impact my decisions that I was making anymore. So um, that's another podcast for another day, (laughs) literally. Um, But ended up going through some really long, arduous reconciliation processes um, with other people on staff and, and then a trickle effect of that was other people in the church. And the Lord just really opened my eyes to how much my sin was affecting those around me and how I could no longer ignore it, um, or pretend like it wasn't happening. And, um, he just dealt with it in his kindness and he, um, carried me through that as well. Uh, and so that was almost, I mean, it was at least, six to eight month process in and of itself and so kind of coming out of that I really started to just sense the Lord reigniting old passions that I thought had died and had had just kind of been buried in a grave and the Lord awakened them in me and I just felt like I was just experiencing renewal in the Lord and so oddly enough (laughs) In that season, I also felt like the Lord was really asking me to just deeply examine the motives of my heart surrounding my position at Moran. Why am I here? Um, what am I really feeling called to? And in that, I also felt like he was asking me to, um, well, what, what? how it happened was that I was driving to work one day and I just heard him say, pretty clearly hold it all loosely. And I didn't know what he meant by that necessarily, but I had a pretty good feeling. And so, um, I ended up coming into work from there and sitting in a meeting and we ended up praying about that, praying into that, like, Lord, what, what do you want us to do with this church that you've entrusted to us and these people? And what role do we play in that? And so through that process with the Lord, I just felt like he was asking me to, kind of peel my fingers back from my position would I be willing to step down from it for the greater health of the body if he asked me to would I be willing to lay it down and walk away if that's what he wanted even if it wasn't what I thought I wanted
0: and which is saying something because you've felt this weight that you've walked around in ministry for a while with, and then you experience freedom and life and vibrancy and kind of like, oh man, maybe I can step into some of this stuff again, but with some actual like fire and and excitement. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and then to be met with that question of surrender is really contrasting in Mm -hmm. a way.
1: Yes, it was for sure. Because I had asked through the kind of several years of feeling uh, wounded, I don't have a great word for it, but walking around in a lot of self-pity, we'll say. Mm. I had asked the Lord many times, like, is it my time to go? Should I be done? Because I really wanted to be done because I was pretty miserable in my own self-wallowing, whatever. And he always said, no, it's not time. I'm asking you to stay. I'm asking you to find joy and obedience alone. You don't have to find joy in your position. You can just find joy in the fact that I'm asking you to stay and you're being obedient. And it doesn't have to be a fun job. It doesn't have to be somewhere that you come and you're so delighted to be there. You can just be there because I'm asking you to be simply. And so for sure, I mean, if he would have said at any point during that, like, hey, are you ready to loosen your grip? I would have been like, you betcha. Let's go. (laughs) I'm ready. And so, yeah, I I haven't really thought about it that way, but it was, it wasn't like that anymore Mm -hmm. he had returned the joy and the passion and I just felt like oh this feels so good again and he was like okay will you lay it down for me will you walk away from it for me and it was hard because I I do love my job I mean it has had some tricky spots and some hard times Mm -hmm. and years and seasons um but it's been such a gift overall it has been such a gift and so oh it was I would say a really hard month of really reconciling that with the Lord of like, okay, above all else, I want what you want. I want to want what you want and I want to go where you're going. And if it's not, not that it's not here, not that it's not Miriam but if it's not where you want me, I want to be where you want me to be mm-hmm. and I want to do what you want me to do. And I don't want to be in it. If you're not in it, like I want to stay here past the time you're asking me to stay here in this position just because I want to Mm -hmm. and so that was just this whole process with the Lord and so through that internal process on my own we started praying about it as a staff like what does this look like what does the Lord want us to do with our positions and unanimously we felt like the Lord was saying hey it actually would be best for the body if you guys did come out of your roles Mm -hmm. as kind of the professionals doing Mm -hmm. the work and I had so much peace about that, not so much personal peace like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do and it's fine. I don't need the money and I never really liked this job anyway kind of peace, but peace like this is the Lord and this is what he's doing and this is the way he's going and I'm going to follow him no matter the cost.
0: And that's like you just said, that sentiment was across the board, Yes, which was incredible. It was incredible. Watch happen inside each one of us individually, but then also simultaneously in others and be like, wow, we're actually seeing this the same way.
1: Yes. Yes, it was. And so affirming too, to not think like, oh, this is just me and I'm on an island and the Lord's taking me out of here. or The Lord's removing me from this position. There was such unity in it in that prayer. And it happened so quickly. I really Mm -hmm. feel like the Lord just, it wasn't like this long drawn out process where we were praying and praying and we weren't sure. And we didn't, it was like, we kind of brought it to the table and we prayed about it and the Lord just united our hearts so quickly around it. And that too was just such a gift because, because it has been such a gift. I think we, we all needed that. We all needed to know the Lord was in it to be able to move forward so unified, I think, and and be able to move forward with such peace about it. And so once as a staff, we had kind of all come to this unity and decision that we did indeed feel like we were going to be stepping down at some point. I just began to pray and ask the Lord, okay, then what do we do now? How do we stay present? And yet, also praying about like, holy cow, <laughs> what is this going to look like? How long do we have? Is this next week? You know, your brain just goes wild. Um, so I just started praying about that with the Lord and taking it to him. And I really felt like consistent, consistently, he asked me to keep my head down and stay very present through this transition. And so There have been so many times where I want to just jump ahead and look ahead and ask questions of the Lord. And I think there certainly will come a time when He will give me the green light for that. But He has been also so gracious to help me remain present and have the one-on-one conversations and engage in the dialogue about the whys and the hows of what we do know so far. So that has kind of been... My main focus the last month or two was just trying to love people through this process, walk with them through this process, answer as many questions as we can. Um, yeah,
0: just being available.
1: Being available and really trying to explain it well because it is new and it is different. And it is it does kind of take some explaining and um, hence this podcast. But the other piece of the grace of the Lord that I've seen over it is that he did ask me to keep my head down. But I also, I think there was just this natural part of me that was like, huh, like I I get to kind of dream with the Lord of what else would I like to do? Like, what else do I think I'd be good at? Or what do I, what would be just a, you know, a fun thing to do? Like just asking these questions of, I kind of always thought, I don't know that I thought I'd always be here, but I just, I never saw anything past it, I guessed, guess. And so I did, I just kind of started to dream a little with the Lord about like, huh, well this, this could be fun or whatever. And so one of those things that kind of kept coming up reoccurringly was to go into real estate, kind of work as a realtor. And so I don't know anything about that really. And I just kind of started tossing around names of like, oh, I think so-and-so does this and -and so-and-so does it. And one of those people who I hadn't seen in months uh, showed up on a Sunday and I turn around and there she is. And I kind of went back and said, hey, can I just pick your brain about this? I'm I'm interested. And she offered me a job the next day. And so it was literally just like, oh, all right. Okay. (laughs) And it's been so much fun. And I'm just very much dabbling in it and working on still working on my license and studying and doing all the prep work to actually become a real Realtor, but
0: all while you're attempting all, to obey the Lord and staying present. In yes. Transition. Right. And yeah. so
1: then, the, yes, the flip side of that is then I'm still here and I'm still head down in this transition. And I'm not. I think the more the 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 bigger piece for me of staying present is not trying to figure out what my role looks like here because I do very much intend to stay connected and a part of the body. And I do still want to use my gifts and plug in and lead. I don't know how, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet. And I don't feel like the Lord has revealed that yet. And so I am still very much trying to stay present in that. This is still my role and I am still in it and I'm still doing it. And so um, that's a challenge, but that's, kind of my walk of obedience right now is just like okay this this is what I'm called to today and he is going to call me to something else down the road but I don't actually need to know what that is yet and mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm.
1: that's where I'm at
0: mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much for sharing
1: <laughs> my pleasure it's a, it's a fun it's a fun story to share
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah lots of lots of turns lots of unexpected turns hey
1: so many <laughs> so many yeah Mm -hmm. It's been a a beautiful story of his continuous grace and his continuous love and revelation of himself through so many different situations as an employee here for almost 10 years. Yeah, yeah. and
0: one of the coolest parts as I listen is knowing that you're making this transition into something different, unencumbered.
1: Yes. Oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. Yes. I, I... that, that was such a huge part of knowing he was in it because had I, had we tried to do this even a year ago, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to do it well, for sure. I would have, I would have still been functioning in that hurt and it wasn't pretty. And so I, w- I would have just been so overwhelmed, I think. Yeah. And because I'm not encumbered with all of that anymore, it is a, it is a completely different process for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, praise the Lord for that.
0: Well, Stacy, it's truly been a gift to watch your love for the church match Jesus' love more and more and more over the last seven years that I've been able to run alongside you. And when we think about what's most important in our Father's eyes, if that love's not there, that prophetic ministry, that prayer ministry doesn't mean much. True. And so mm-hmm. I think to affirm you and to let you know that I'm praising God because of it. That love has really been there, and I can attest to it. And um, I'm really grateful for you sharing your story with us today. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Thanks for letting me.
0: We just finished the podcast episode, but Stacey actually wanted to reiterate one other thing. So rather than um, trying to like piece it into there all nice and sly and find a space for it, I'm just going to add it on to the end of this episode. Stacy, what do you want to say?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to add real quick that... Patrick, my husband, and I are so excited for what is to come at Moran. Um, we have spent so much time in prayer with the Lord about this season to come and we're just pumped Um, we know that it's going to be new and we know that it's we have a ton to learn and we're going to learn as we go but we are so excited for what the Lord has for Moran and we're excited to be a part of it however we get to be and we're excited for the whole body and what the Lord has in store for us so yeah that's all
0: really good times ahead we trust and we hope (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes we do